Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thanks for joining us again on the Bible Overview. We are in the fifth of six days that we're going to spend covering the flood narrative. Hope it's been inspiring for you. Hope you've learned things about what Scripture teaches that maybe you never knew before. And I hope more than all that, that you've been able to see Christ and the gospel foreshadowing of those things all the way back here in the Old Testament. Get a glimpse of what's going to come in the fulfillment of time as God brings about the ultimate Savior the ultimate ark, and the ultimate way to salvation. We're in chapter 8, verses 1 through 5 of Genesis. This is right after the flood is uh, come, and now it's going to subside. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark, and God made a wind blow over the earth, and the waters subsided. Fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed. The rain from the heavens was restrained, and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to a rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. Pretty incredible account here. The entire thing is, frankly. And the way this is written would lead somebody to believe with all these details and all these specific days and months and all these locations, the mountains of Ararat, this was intended by its original author to be taken as historical, as true, as accurate. And uh, that's certainly how I take it. One thing I want to point out here is uh, verse 1, it says that God made a wind blow over the earth. And the Hebrew word for wind, ruach, is the same word for spirit, ruach. And the readers are left with the opportunity to interpret that as wind or spirit, depending on what seems to fit the context best. Here we interpret it wind, but it's the same word, and it kind of harkens back to the scene that we saw in Genesis 1, verses 2, when the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. Here the Spirit of God, or the wind that God sends, is blowing over the waters, and the waters are receding. It's almost like it's suggesting a new beginning, similar to the beginning we saw in Genesis 1. Another thing I wanted to mention some of you may have heard of a, a story from Mesopotamian ancient history called the Epic of Gilgamesh. And, and of course, if you were in humanities uh, with me in college, you'd have learned about that. and You would have had a professor stand up there and rant and rave about how it's so obvious that the biblical account of the flood is false and it's fictional because we've got this other account, the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is similar to it in some ways. And, and that's clearly false and made up. And we can back that up historically. And so so these are all just these weird flood accounts. Who knows why they had flood accounts back in the day, but they're weird, they're odd, they're, they're not true. They shouldn't be taken seriously. This is my college professor uh, talking. And, uh, and so just forget, not only forget Genesis 1 through 11, forget the flood. Why don't you just forget the whole Bible? Because it's not reliable, it's not true, it's a bunch of made-up stories to make people feel good. Well, uh, another way to look at that would be maybe there was something historical called a catac cataclysmic global flood. And maybe there is evidence for that. And maybe because of its significance, 
different civilizations had that story of that flood passed down to them, and they wrote about it, kind of variations of it or kind of versions of it that stem from the account that we read about here in Scripture, which is accurate and reliable. That's all interesting to consider and talk about, but I think the most important thing that jumps out of me for this passage is the very first line. But God remembered Noah. You remember two days ago on our podcast, we talked about covenants, and we talked that the very first covenant that was established in Scripture is the covenant between God and Noah. And it's a relationship. God makes a promise to Noah. Uh, I'm going to save you and your family. Even though this world has spun into sin and and it's going to be judged through this just punishment of a global flood that's going to kill everybody, Noah, I'm going to pluck you out of that and you're going to be saved. And this is my covenant. This is my promise to you. So all this goes down and it's violent and it's terrible. And, and they're out on in the ark for months and months. And then God remembered Noah. Friends, this is incredible to me. Because if you fast forward to today, those of us that have faith in Jesus Christ are in a covenant relationship with God. And we have bad days and we have tough times. We've been coming through a tough time. This coronavirus shut down. Maybe some of us are in a financial problem. Maybe there's health problems. Maybe other things have been exposed. Maybe there's stuff going on that's not related to that at all that's challenging. But if you know Jesus Christ, then you are a covenant child of God. And if you're a covenant child of God, pardon the expression, but come hell or high water, God remembers. When it says God remembers Noah, things are going to turn around for Noah, and now God is going to start to carry out the welfare of Noah and the people he represents, his family. And God remembers us, and and he's looking out for our welfare in this life and certainly for eternity in heaven with him. Hope you're inspired and encouraged by that today, whatever you're facing. Lord, thank you for the covenant relationship that we have with you through faith in Christ. Thank you for remembering. Gosh, Lord, we forget. Israel forgot. The entire history of Scripture is people forgetting and forgetting and forgetting. But the ones who you're in covenant relationship with, like us who know Christ, you remember. And your remembering means everything, and it changes everything. We're very thankful for it. Lord, help it to inspire us, lead us, guide us, and shape the way we live, think, speak. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th annual, Saturday, July 25th 
through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.